Welcome to the Supremely Intercontinental Puckcast, a podcast about fake little hockey guys. I'm your host, Ian Constable, GM of the Banff Rockies. Nerd! Welcome everyone to the 2021 SICHL Mock Draft here on the Puckcast. We're going to have two special guests. Just like last year, we have Sylvain Tremblay, GM of the Reykjavik Riders, joining us. And this year, we will also have Guy Flaming, GM of the Acadia Grizzly Bears, also host of the Pipeline Show. So let's get it started with Guy and Sylvain. And we're the three best friends that anybody could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. We're the three best friends that anyone can have. And we'll never, ever, 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 ever leave each other. We're the best three friends that anybody could have. I mean the three best friends that anybody could have. The three best friends. All right. I now want to welcome to the show Guy Flaming, uh, GM of the Acadia Grizzly Bears, and, of course, Sylvain Tremblay, GM of the Reykjavik Riders. Guy, how are you today? Fantastic, Ian. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Excited to get going. Excellent. And Sylvain, yourself, how are you? Oh, doing great. Uh, glad to be back this year again for uh, this draft edition. And I'm excited this year that we can uh, that we have the three of us doing this. Last year, I know Sylvain and I did this, and then Guy... And I looked at it after the fact. Uh, so thanks for joining on the, us on this one, Guy. I'm excited to do it. It's, it was really good last year. I, I was really scared, though, that you guys were going to announce all my picks. And then, you know, <laughs> it would be it'd let the cat out of the bag sort of thing. Right. Okay. So what we're going to, I'll just go through the format for everyone, how we're going to do this. Uh, we will be, this is a mock draft, of course. We will be picking who we think. Uh, the GMs of the teams that we know of right now that hold these picks in the draft. I know uh, today was the trade day where the where the trades open back up. I'm sure uh, our commissioner has been just bombarded with uh, with trades. But um, so what we know of right now, there I do know of one particular change, and and we've talked about that here. So we'll, we know which uh, there's one team that will be picking instead of another. Uh, but other than that, I don't know any of the other deals that have happened uh, today in quotation. So uh, we're going to start it off with Guy. Guy's going to pick first for the Boston Colonials and Gary Graves. Guy, take us away. All right. all right. Well, I was looking over the history of the Boston Colonials, and you just go back last year. It was all forwards until the middle of the second round. So lots of forwards up front the year before, a forward as well, and a goalie. So it's been a while since uh, Gary has gone with the Blue Liners, and it makes a lot of sense that Owen Power is sitting right there for <laughs> Gary to pick number one. So I'm uh, I'm not going to go out on too big of a limb by saying Owen Power is the number one pick going to the Boston Colonials. And and what is what what is it that you like most about uh, Owen Power? Uh, myself personally, well, he's got lots of projectables to the pro level. He's got the size. He's a good skater. He's he's already playing against men, uh, you know, at the world Ju- at the world championship, excuse yeah. me, and didn't look out of place. And playing against uh, collegians older than, in general than junior players. Uh, and despite you know he's he's uh, not that old himself, just eighteen years old, uh, is is playing against a higher caliber players than uh, than a lot of people in this draft class. So. Uh, already is um, 
Uh, it, it, he's been impressive already, and I think that his skating ability, his decision-making, his uh, low threshold of panic, uh, all of that is projectable to the NHL. Absolutely. Uh, couldn't have said it better myself. Man, did he ever show well as well at the World Hockey Championships uh, with men um, on a huge stage, and uh, was just fantastic there. Um, Sylvain, any thoughts on Owen? Well, I think that uh, he nailed it. Uh, I think that he's the full package on defense, so he's not a bad pick for the first choice. <laughs> yeah, not bad, not bad. And I've been hearing rumblings, this may not be the pick. So we'll see, we'll see. But um, but you never know. And and uh, I, think, I think whoever Gary gets here is going to be an absolute stud, and Owen Power would be an amazing choice there. Uh, we'll go next to the Seattle Grunge. And... Phil has that pick, so Sylvain, who do you think the grunge will take at number two? Well, I, I thought that uh, Gary might not go with a defenseman, so I initially had the grunge going with Owen Power. But since Owen Power is, is gone, I think that he'll go with uh, Mathieu Beignet, uh, for with the second pick, because uh, I think that Mathieu Beignet is... Uh, <laughs> is the, the right choice there. Um, I like that he's uh, one of the fastest skaters in the draft. Uh, he has a great stride. He's a good two-way player, uh, great working habits, but he also is good in in every zone. Uh, as we saw at the World Junior Championship uh, under 20, he was pretty effective for Team USA. Um, so I think it makes sense at uh, number two. Excellent. Uh, Guy, any thoughts on, on Matty Bernier? Yeah, I like him as well. And uh, I, what I think I like most about Beniers is that he's he's just a, his motor never stops. He's always in your face. He's always chasing the loose pucks and he's always digging in the corners to get uh, and win those battles. And uh, he seems, although he's young, he seems physically mature for his age as well. And I think that gives him a bit of an advantage. Um, I, I think he's a guy who's probably further ahead than a lot of players are in this draft class. So I like this pick too. Yeah, the World Junior Championships, he he looked a lot bigger than he was. Um, I was really impressed there. And, and like you said, uh, like just uh, picking pucks off other guys. And and his, like uh, Sylvain said, his skating was incredible. Um, really good pick there. I think he's going to be really happy. My number one and two picks are off the board, and I'm picking third here. But that's okay because the Vancouver Vipers are going to be very happy with this pick. They moved they moved way up. I think they were, what, something like 10th or, or something? I think they're 11th. In, or 11th, yeah. 11th going into, the, uh, going into the lottery, and they get to pick third. And not a surprise because they have Taylor Hall on their team. So that's not a surprise that they moved up so far in the draft with Taylor Hall on this team. But – uh, I think that uh, the Vancouver Pipers and Bryce will go for a forward, and I have the the next player, and I had him really close to both those players, at and William Eklund. So I think they'll be taking William Eklund with that uh, third overall pick. I love William Eklund and his hockey sense. This guy oozes hockey sense, and and everything else goes along really well with it. He's a great passer, fantastic passer, great puck handler. He can shoot. He can skate. Uh, he's he's even uh, he's even a little bit physical for his size for his size, which is uh, 5'10", 178. 
uh, and he really put up great numbers over in the SHL last year. Fantastic numbers, actually. Uh, but it's his brain that just makes me say that I want that player on my team. So 23 points in 40 games in the SHL uh, at that age. Wow. Um, any thoughts on uh, him, uh, Sylvain? Um, I think uh, that uh, your description is pretty accurate. I really like that he, he creates offensive chances out of nowhere. Um, he sometimes makes passes like he has... Uh, eyes on the back of his head like he, he'll do 50 passes um to the trailer guy without even looking and um that's something that few prospects can do so yeah. i think he's a good choice at number three okay Guy. yeah for me he, and again because he's played now two years of pro i think he's a guy who's closer to stepping into that the siachl than other guys in this draft class. So uh, I think uh, that's probably a wise pick at number three, even though in all, you know, in an alternate dimension, he might last a little bit longer. Uh, I don't think he will in the SICHL. Right. And, and especially for a team like Vancouver, the Vipers, they're already a good team. Right. And especially with, uh, with a nice re-rate in uh, um, uh, who was it there that I was looking at? Uh well, they've got guys like Zacha and, of course, Provorov on the back end. Uh, this team is ready to do something quick. And uh, I think, he, like you said, he could, he could step in pretty quickly, actually. No, of course, maybe in the second year or something. Uh, yeah, we'll like, go, like you yeah. mentioned, uh, he had a pretty good year in the SHL at 23 yeah. points at uh, only 18 years old. That's a solid mm-hmm. contribution. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, we're going back to Guy. For the number four pick for the Hamburg Gladiators and Henry. Well, the Gladiators went uh, forward a couple of times in the first round last year, but let's be honest, they they need help everywhere. Um, so I don't think it would be, you know, that's not going to preclude them from going with a, a, a forward again this year. Uh, and in fact, I think there are more forwards available in the, in the high end of the draft than uh, in other positions anyway. So, when you've got Bowen Byram as your number one ranked prospect in your own organization, maybe you can go w- with another forward. So that narrows it down a little bit, uh, but there's some really interesting options at this point still at, at number four in our draft. Uh, I'm going to go with Kent Johnson from the Michigan Wolverines uh, for the Hamburg Gladiators as another guy who's playing you know, college hockey right now. He's got a lot of really talented line mates. Two of his uh, teammates have already been picked in the in the draft here. Uh, but I'm going to go with Kent Johnson. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sylvain? Yeah, well, I think uh, it's a, a good choice there. Um, I, I think that uh, Kent Johnson is one of the higher-skilled high, player in the draft. Um, mm-hmm. He was playing uh, on that team with uh, Owen Power and Matthew Benier. Um, he was part of the, their their uh, freshman uh, trio that well that was excellent. Uh, actually, was it his first year? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was a freshman too. Yeah, he was. And uh, oh, I like that he, he's uh, an elusive player, has a great pick handling, protects the puck well. Um, I believe that uh, he needs to improve uh, in transition because uh, that's maybe his weakness right now. 
uh, as well as sometimes uh, overhandling the park uh, in the offensive zone. But that's that's sometimes something that happens with the, the younger players, something that's workable. Yeah, he has an absolute ton of skill, agreed. Um, it, in his draft minus one year, he absolutely ripped apart the BCHL. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure. I, I think he set... I think he set some records for a D minus one year there, but, um, but yeah, just a ton of skill, but I, I he's a guy that he might take uh, a, a year or two more maybe to, to make it uh, into our, into our league. And I think Henry would be fine with that. I think Henry would be fine to let him just, you know, mature a little bit and then come in and just rip it up. So an amazingly skilled player there for sure. Uh, we'll go next to the Vancouver Island Norseman and Matt. And Matt has not picked in this kind of range for a while. So who do you think uh, Matt will take, Sylvain? Well, the guy I had uh, picked for for Matt is gone. So I'm going <laughs> to change my, my selection. And I think that uh, looking at his history, he, he usually goes with... Uh, with skill, but um, I believe that he could use uh, someone like Mason McTavish, who's probably the the best power forward available in this draft. Um, and he's not just a power forward, he's got a lot of skill. Um, I like how he skates with the puck and changes uh, his skating angles, and, and he's very mobile, he can like move on the spot and, and changes his shooting angle to get a, a better shooting lane. Scores that way. Um, he knows how to protect the puck. He's a bit deceptive with the puck, so he's able to uh, move around the defense. Um, I really like him. I think at this rank, uh, Matt would be very happy with his selection. Absolutely. Guy, what do you think about... Uh... Well, Mason McTavish going there, number five. Yeah, he had a breakout performance at the World U18 for Canada where he was, I think, uh, maybe surprised some people with how offensive he was. But as Sylvain said, he's, he's a terrific power forward. And you look at what the Norsemen have, uh, they're number two and number three ranked prospects, both defensemen. So forward makes a lot of sense, and you can make a pretty good argument that McTavish should be that guy. Excellent. Okay, so I'm going to pick now for Chris uh, Chris Fateki of the Hamilton Steelhawks at number six. And he has a, a ton of fantastic defensemen in the pipeline coming up there. Uh, he's going to go forward here this year. And he's going to go with Dylan Gunther of the Edmonton Oil Kings. And uh, man, this guy can shoot the puck. Um, he, he also has a, a great brain for the game. He, he really thinks it well. Uh, he can, uh, he can pass the puck. He's, uh, he, he's physical. He's not a, he's not a humongous player, but boy, he really knocks guys around out there and uh, 24 points in 12 games in a really shortened WHL season last year, seven points uh, in seven games at the world junior championship. Um, I think he'll be quite happy with, with a player like Dylan Gunther going, going to him at number six. Uh, Guy, you you know probably Dylan better than than all of us. What do you uh, what do you think? He'll shoot from anywhere, and that's the first thing that jumps out at me. And even when he was he broke into the league 
uh, as a 16-year-old in the WHL. I mean, he'd played a little bit further down the depth chart, as most 16-year-olds do. But by Christmas time, he was on the top line. Uh, mm-hmm. And that is almost unheard of at the WHL level. So um, he's uh, rapidly uh, shot up the depth chart. And, of course, now he's he's arguably the best player in the league. I think he was the leading scorer in terms of points per game um, in the shortened season here in the spring. Uh, so if you want a shooter, uh, you can't look past Dylan Gunther. Yeah. Yeah, he'll work well there. Sylvain, what do you think? Uh, well, I agree with uh, with Guy. Um, I must say that when I watched the U18s, I was a bit surprised because uh, I hadn't seen uh, Gwenter before the U18s. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the stat sheet, you think that he's like um, a flashy player, but he's not a flashy player. He, pros a, he plays a pro-style game and he knows where to go and he's got a tremendous release. Uh, he can really shoot the puck. And then I think that in the SIHL is going to be his bread and butter. Mm-hmm. And he's got that frame that can just he can build on as well. He's already six foot one, uh, 181, and we know that these kids grow. So uh, I could see this guy knocking some people around too. He likes to throw the body. I've noticed from it when I watched him play. I, I really like that about it. He was he would not shy down from from anything out there. So and like you like you said, he, he goes to the hard places to score, and and uh, that'll get you. That'll do well. You'll do really well for yourself if you do that uh, in the SICHL, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll go back to Guy now, who's going to pick for the Stockholm Cougars. And Tom, what do you think, Guy? Who will uh, who will Tom be taking at number seven? Well, it's been a while since uh, he's done anything except take forwards with his first couple of picks <laughs> in each draft. Uh, I think you got to go all the way back to the uh, the 2017 Summit season, and he wasn't there. And I don't even remember if he was drafting live or if he was just getting, you know, the the auto picks or not. Um, so I think it's probably time that he he goes with a defenseman, whether he does or maybe that's an indication that he doesn't like to draft defensemen. I don't know, but uh, I think it's probably time that he takes one high. Uh, and the next guy on the list, well, there's probably two that you can make a pretty good or three that you can make a pretty good argument for. Uh, I'm going to give him Brant Clark. Of the uh, of the Barrick Bolts that played overseas, smallish. Well, actually, he's not that small. He reminds me of a smallish defenseman, but he's I think he's six one or six two, but he's got uh, lots of offensive flair to his game. I remember hearing his interview on the Pipeline Show and uh, really liked his personality in, in that interview. Uh, so I'm going to go with Brant Clark for Stockholm. Nice, uh, Sylvain. Brant Clark. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I think. Um... I think he's actually 6'2". Yeah. So, <laughs> he's not a small guy, but he doesn't play that physical game. That, uh, so maybe that's why he doesn't look as, uh, as big as he is. Um, but I think that he was very impressive at the last U18. Uh, he's not the fastest, but so intelligent um, that he... He always seems to make the best play in his zone um, or in the offensive zone. Uh, I was impressed with his protection skills and how he plays with poise. Um, Sometimes he he was really pressured, but he always found a way um, to not keep the puck or pass it to teammates. It very little uh, turnovers. And uh, so he was excellent uh, 
both offensively and defensively. So I think that at number seven, uh, the Cougars would be at mm-hmm. Clark. Yeah, I really like Brent Clark. And uh, I mean, I didn't see much uh, much of him at all last year, but playing over in, I think it was Slovakia, is that, it's Slovakia in the, in the uh, men's league there, mm-hmm. um, I think. Uh, but he, uh, but I know that it was a pro pro men's league, and uh, everything I heard was just glowing reports from how he just stepped in and and uh, within a couple of games he was just running the show for the team from the back end. Um, so really impressive. That's really impressive to do that uh, in a in a foreign country with foreign languages and just come in and and uh, take over on a men's team like that. So uh, I think that's a great pick there. Really impressed with Frank Clark. Let's go next to the eighth pick. And we have Bob with the Bernal Barons. And Sylvain, you're up with, with Bob and the Barons. Well, I had Bob going with the forward because that's been pretty much what uh, the Barons have been doing. Um, I don't think he ever drafted. Oh, yeah, in 2015, he drafted Jacobs Boril. Uh, with his first pick at number 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but at this point, with the guys that are left on the board, I think that uh, he goes with Luke Hughes, mm-hmm. uh, who's the other top defenseman, in my opinion. Um, like his brothers, uh, he's an excellent dynamic skater. Um, he's really good with the puck in, in the offensive zone. That's where he shines. He, a great puck handler. Um, he can move. He can walk the line. Um, he can find his teammates to, to create scoring opportunities. Um, if he has to, he can deck out opponents. Uh, he can dangle a puck. So I think that he's a, a very interesting package for a defenseman. However, there are there has been critics about his play in his own zone. From what I've seen uh, at the U18 and at the summer showcase, I think he's fine defensively. Might not be as good as uh, uh, Owen Power, but he, I think he, he's better than when Hughes was at his age. So <laughs> um, I have high hopes for Luke Hughes, and I think that at this at number eight, even though the Barons. Usually, he would take a forward. I think if Luke Hughes is there, he's going to make that selection. It's unfortunate that he was hurt and couldn't play in the in the World U18 on such a big stage when everybody was watching that tournament. Uh, so it's it was probably a disadvantage for for Hughes there. Uh, but it sounds like he's a really he's a good player, a complete player. Uh, I have heard uh, some uh, some criticism or some um, some character. Uh, issues potentially there the world and the word entitlement uh, has been connected with him so uh take that for what you will okay. just to correct myself you're right you he, he didn't play at the u18 but i saw him uh in the ushl last year then right because I, I watch a bunch of uh, games I, I watch like uh, 200 junior games <laughs> <laughs> and uh i watched a uh, Especially the the U.S. Uh, NTDP uh, games because uh, it was the only way to to see um, 
footage from uh, Chaz Lucius and uh, and Tyler Boucher, right? Who didn't play otherwise. So, so I must have watched like ten or twelve games from the U.S. and NTDP. Uh, and and um, when I watch Luke Hughes, I, I I especially focused on his defense, and uh, because that was supposedly his biggest flaw, and uh, I, he's not. He's not the best defensive defenseman, but I, I think he's fine. He's average for the USHL, uh, but I, I think uh, he's smart and he can improve that uh, area of his game. He wasn't relied on for his defensive play either, so uh, that sometimes is a factor in how the, the player plays in the USHL. Yeah. Just being in the Hughes family, you know he can skate, and he's got he's got so much more size than the other two too, uh, do as well. And and boy, he can he can sure skate with that puck as well. Um, yeah, nice pick there for uh, for the Chicago Tigers. Uh, and you know what? With that, they might have some trade bait then as well with uh, with White Horse uh, <laughs> trying to get another Hughes brother. Uh, maybe the pair of them on the back end. You never know. Or over with. Um, is it uh, is it Kirk that has uh, that has the uh, the center Jack? I think maybe the Kansas City Crunch have the center um, Jack Hughes, or is it or is it Fredericton? No, it's Fredericton. The uh, the wrong brother there. See, I mixed up with all the brothers. Yeah, the Freddie <laughs> Freddie Express have 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 Jack. So, anyways, uh, even if you know, even if he's not the guy, then he has some he has some trade bait there with them. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go next with the uh, Chicago Tiger, uh, Tigers and Chital. Oh, no, wait a minute. Yeah, it's Montreal. Yeah, that pick was traded. That's Montreal. So Montreal, Montreal likes, I've noticed in the past, Montreal likes to go forward. Um, and you know what they, what Montreal has been looking for constantly for a long time has been a center, a top center. And I think that this player... This is this may be off the board for a lot of people, but I am I am just thrilled with this player. It's Fedor Svechkov. Um, mm-hmm. I I think that he uh, is going to be the gem of this draft. That is uh, that was just picked way too late in that other league. Um, best defensive player in the game in or sorry, in the uh, in the draft, I'd say even over uh, over Bernier's in my opinion. Um, and he has so much, uh, so much uh, skill, and but especially uh, that mind for the game. I guess I'm uh, playing my cards a bit here in that uh, I really <laughs> like the guys with the hockey sense, but but he really does think it so well. Uh, I think he's he's kind of like that Lundell Couturier kind of guy where um, it, that skill, that that sense is overlooked because uh, because he uh, he is always so responsible and 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 just making the right right play and it's everywhere else on the ice. But uh, he's showed me a lot in in some of the stuff I saw from him last year that he has he has number one center potential uh, as well as being an incredible defensive player as well. So uh, I went with Fedor Svechkov. Um, All right, and Guy, what are you thinking? Well, I'm not going to be profess to be a, an expert on the Russians, but what does stand out for me, he had a, a really productive U18 where he had 10 points in seven games. But outside of that, whether he was playing junior or men in the MHL or the VHL over in Russia, he was productive at both levels there as well. So uh, I think that productivity 
whether it's against his peer group or against men, it's really telling. So uh, that's an interesting pick. All right, Sylvain? Yeah, I think uh, it's a surprising pick. I think that it shows <laughs> that you don't have a first rounder this year. I I was going to try to move up if I still had my first rounder I was going to try to move up to try to get him if he was still sitting in the uh, in the early to mid teens I was really going to make a go for it but I don't have that anymore to to dangle so uh, and I've kind of played my cards a bit here (laughs) but I I love that player yeah yeah but I think he's a good player um, as well and uh, I think that if you want to complete forward someone who's good defensively which uh, according to norm is the thing that's missing on my team uh, <laughs> <laughs> then better Shmeshkov is a good uh, pick at uh, number nine who is who is norm trying to move you <laughs> well he said that on your podcast i believe oh right 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 okay yeah. i thought he was <laughs> i thought he was trying to sell you on somebody right now okay <laughs> Okay, let's uh, let's go back to Guy and the ter- Toronto Metropolitans and Chris Baker with the 10th overall pick. All right, Chris hasn't been in the league for a long time, so we're only looking at three years worth of draft history. And uh, he's, he's, although he's drafted a lot of defensemen, they're not usually the first, uh, first picks he makes, although it seems to be a bit all over. So it's tough to get a, a real feel for uh, any patterns that, uh, that Chris uh, likes to go with. So maybe we're just going to go with best player available. And I guess arguably, I mean, that could be uh, a forward or a defenseman. Uh, Maybe even start thinking about goaltenders. But uh, I'm going to go with Simon Edmondson, the big defenseman Mm -hmm. from Sweden for the Metros. Okay. And uh, what is it that that you like a lot about Simon Edmondson? Well, kind of similar to what we talked about with Owen Power, just how Mm -hmm. projectable he is. His his what's good about his game is th- are things you can see him taking and making use of at the next level. His skies, his skies, his skating ability, and his size. I guess that comes out to skies. Um, the, the sky's the limit. But his uh, mobility, his uh, his, uh, his his reads. I think he recognizes what the right move is to do uh, to make and the plays to make, and he's able to execute those plays. So I think he's a he's a pretty good package all around. Uh, I think he did struggle a bit at the World Junior Championship. Uh, the the U18 wasn't exactly uh, earth-shattering for him either. Um, but uh, I, th- I think moving forward, he's still a player that um, Swedish fans will uh, will get used to seeing on their national team. Absolutely. Um, I, I I just know that like he started off this season really well. Uh, he's started off with a good game um, already, and yeah, it's. I think uh, I think some of the stuff for him was a little bit overblown, and with um, I mean the World Junior Championship was not good for Sweden at all, right? Like he yeah. wasn't the only player out there that was not uh, performing great, and they had some other things going on for the whole team uh, during that. But um, yeah, I think I think that's uh, another gem there that uh, that that um, yeah he he does project he could have some um, incredible. Um, you know, results. Uh, Sylvan, what are you thinking? Well, uh, the first time I saw Simon Edvinson play, I, I was like, I watched him and I was like, wow, this guy mm-hmm. is it all. He, he's big. Uh, he's got all the tools that you want from a defenseman. 
and then uh, I watched him at the UA team mostly, uh, and I was wondering sometimes about his uh, choices, decision making, because mm-hmm. he he has it all. But sometimes you wonder why he takes those decisions, and maybe it was just one tourney and he was better in the men's league. But I believe that's the reason why he wasn't top three because from a Tools perspective, he's just uh, as good as Owen Power. Uh, he, he's got the size, he's got everything. So I agree with Guy that at this rank, uh, he would be a great choice. And in fact, I I thought that he would go to the Supersonics next. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you're, t- you're taking Sylvan or Mike's pick there, Guy. But, oh, well. Um, yeah, as long as he does it on the podcast and not during the draft, I'm fine <laughs> with it. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, well, Sylvan, let's move on to Edmonton's pick then. Uh, Mike uh, will be picking 11th, the Edmonton Supersonics. Who do you have for Mike? And Mike, you know what? Mike will be really happy that you're making his pick here. I know that he always respects your your uh, knowledge in this game. So who have you got for Mike? Well, I had the Simon at Vincent and I, because... Yeah. From from what I, I saw in the patterns of uh, Mike's selection, he, he usually takes the best player available, mm-hmm. who usually happens to be a player that dropped a, a bit in the rankings uh, compared to another league. Um, so I had Simon and Vincent possibly for, for Mike there, but if Simon and Vincent isn't available and draft has gone like uh, we predicted so far, I believe that he would select uh, Cole Sillinger. Okay. Uh, I think that Sillinger is probably the top shooter in this year's draft class. Um, he's got a good selection of shots, and not only that, he, he's a good shooter, but he, he can also use them uh, at full speed. So, uh, and that's sometimes an underrated skill, uh, being able to. Um, to do the plays when you're going full speed, uh, even though he's only uh, 18. So uh, I think that uh, Cole Sillinger would be a great player for for Mike. Um, Unfortunately, last year was playing on a real bad USHL team. Mm -hmm. So he tended to shoot more and not use his teammates. But uh, the previous year um, in the WHL, he was much better at distributing the puck, so I think um, it's an aspect of this game that we didn't see much last year, but that's something that's going to come back when he plays on a better team. And he's back in Medicine Hat this year, so we'll see if he picks up where you know he would have left off if he hadn't had to go to the USHL last season. Unfortunate that he got COVID and wasn't able to go to the well, World U18 and, and play for Canada, because I think that would have been a really good uh, uh, stage for him to to be compared to the rest of this draft class. So we were kind of robbed of that. Um, but I, I like Cole Sillinger in this spot too. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, just a, a really good all-round player, I think, uh, Cole Sillinger. Uh, next, uh, I'll go with the uh, for the St. Louis Spartans and Sean. Um, so Sean, uh, you know, Sean's got a great team here. Uh, always a great team and uh, he's got I think he's going he usually goes best player available from what I've seen here now 
this was a tough one because I had another one that was a little bit, a fair bit higher than the uh, than the universal scouting. <laughs> but uh, I went with uh, Fabian Lizelle here for him. Um, I again, uh, like just a a great player, but um, puck handling. This guy can can uh, can handle that puck, and he's an incredible skater. Um, he he has a good brain for it, but but his biggest assets are definitely his his uh, his skills, um, puck handling, and and his skating. He really didn't see a lot of ice um, last year in the SHL. Played in the SHL, showed uh, showed well at the World uh, Under 18s when he had, with nine points in uh, seven games. Um, not a huge guy. He's five ten, one seventy two, but uh, I think. Uh, I think he had, I think a little bit more more time on the ice, and he's going to get to show like what he can really do. Um, anybody else uh, thoughts on Lizel? We'll go to Sylvain. Uh, well, I uh, did like at uh, at thirteen, so uh, I don't think you're that far off for uh, Lizel. Um, I like that he's a he plays a dynamic game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very speedy, so he looks like. Uh, He's flying on the ice. I think he's one of the best players in transition and on the rush. Um, he does have to work on his uh, on his game. Um, yeah. he, when he's in the offensive zone, he's not on the rush because sometimes he tends to uh, get uh, a bit too cute with the puck. So, <laughs> but other than that, uh, in getting stronger, I think that uh, he's a really skilled guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guy, any thoughts on Lysel? Yeah, I know because uh, I spoke with his agent uh, that he's going to be playing in the WHL this year with the Vancouver oh, wow. Giants. Um, if he doesn't make, you know, another team in another dimension, uh, mm-hmm. expect him to see to be in the WHL this year, and I think that'll be a really good spot for him because of what you said. He didn't play a whole lot last year, even right. though he was with the men's team in Sweden. Um, so I think uh, being with the Giants this year will really elevate them this season i think they were kind of uh, debating on whether they were going to be uh you know a, a team that goes for it or not with them i think they are a lot better than without them so that's going to be an interesting spot for them to be do you I think that's a scoop from you uh Guy. well yeah. i heard it on the pipeline show last week so there's this podcast oh. out there. <laughs> sorry i didn't listen to your last the uh, second scoop second scoop <laughs> Well, and and uh, Guy, do you happen to know if um, Sordif will be playing again uh, or has a chance to play again in Vancouver next year, or does he have to move on to either the AHL or the or the uh, other other league than the whole? No, all the WHL guys will be back because they didn't play enough in the American okay. Hockey League. I think it was fifteen games where they yeah. made that, so that's only like I think there's about eight or nine OHL guys. Well, I'd love to see Lizelle with uh, sort of. I think that'll be a really nice pair up front. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, we'll go next to the White Horse Huskies and Don and Guy. You will be making Don's pick. Sorry. Oh, sorry. If, it's, if it's Don, it's it's Guy. The guy's going to make the pick. That, that's right. He'll, he'll appreciate me uh, making the pick for him, too. I know that. Um, looking at his draft histories, uh, two goaltenders pretty high for him last year. So, uh, and you look at his 2018 draft. He took four goaltenders out of five picks that year. So I'm thinking he's probably not going goaltender, although maybe that's an indication that he loves goalies. And so he'll go with a goaltender. 
but you know, if you if you look at his uh, his uh, prospects uh, depth chart, he's got Quinn Hughes as his number one prospect, Dante Fabro as as his number four guy, and some forwards in the mix. But uh, it's it's getting to the point now where. You know, you just took a LaSalle who could be, you know, maybe he's a guy who goes somewhere like 21 in another dimension or something like that. And we're taking him fairly early on. Um, so it's it's kind of up in the air right now at this point. Uh, I'm going to go with Jesper Wallstedt, the, the goaltender for Whitehorse. Uh, another goaltender, as Don just seems to, to like collectibles. He likes the guys who wear the masks, I guess. Sylvain, Jesper Wallstedt. Well, I... Uh... <laughs> I didn't have uh, the ask is going for yet another goaltender, but uh, if he goes with a goaltender, I can see it. Uh, mm-hmm. Wallstead is one of the more highly touted goaltender. Uh, however, I must say that uh, I don't scout goalies that much. I've seen him play uh, a bit, but scout goalies, you really have to focus on them and have uh, the knowledge that maybe I, mm-hmm. I I know basic stuff for goaltending, but I, I'm not uh, solid enough to do proper scouting for them. Uh, okay. But I think that uh, he's a based on his pedigree and what I heard. I think he's a solid pick there. And and I'm using this pick mostly not. It's not the guy I think he should take, but <laughs> it it appears like Don has some kind of fetish for goaltenders. Uh, or like it's it's his kink, so I'm going with a goalie for him. All right, yeah, and uh, and if you're gonna go a goalie, that's a fantastic goalie. He's he's extremely highly touted, um, just from what uh, from what I've heard, and and then when I've watched him, just so so precise uh, positionally, um, it, yeah, great movements. Uh, but again, like you like uh, you said, Sylvain, I don't uh, I. I don't have the knowledge on on goaltenders to be uh, ranking them. Not that I have the knowledge on on players on skaters either. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, that's a tough one uh, that uh, I leave to the experts. And the experts uh, that I've listened to are huge, super high on Jesper Wallstedt. So not a bad pick there, and and might have some um, some value in the future when you look at uh, kind of the uh, this year's ratings as well. That yeah, those top go. goaltenders. Are, are, are huge value too so um, a great pick there alright we're going to go next to the Kansas City Crunch and Kirk and um, Syl- Sylvain you've got this pick yes um, well the Crunch I think if the draft goes like we have been doing it so far I think that they're going to be really happy uh, usually goes forward and I believe that uh, it would be delighted to know that Matt Coronado is still available at 40. Um, I believe that he, he would be his choice. Uh, Coronado just had a, a monstrous season with the Chicago Steel in the USHL. And uh, despite scoring 48 goals, I believe that uh, he's a better playmaker than a goal scorer. Uh, so for someone that scored 48 goals, that's pretty good. Um, I think that he has a great work ethic. Uh, he, he's competitive. He likes to drive the play. Um, very intelligent. And that's something that I really like in uh, in forwards because usually they can 
adapters go up the ranks uh, when they face a tougher competition, they find a way to stay uh, effective. Uh, so I have uh, Matt Coronado here for the crunch. Okay, I I think that's a great pick because I was taking him next, but <laughs> with the next year. but uh, I think that's a fantastic pick. Um, another just incredible, incredible shooter as well. Um, but but not just a shooter, but everything like. Uh, being able to be where he needs to be constantly for that, and and the rest of his game doesn't uh, doesn't um, suffer because of it. He's he's just a he's a good all round player, but just incredible um, putting that puck in the net. Uh, Guy, yeah, he's a scorer. And yeah, yeah, forty eight goals this year, fifty one games. He, that's not by accident. And no. uh, I remember he told me he was suspended for a game and he was kicking himself out at the end of the season <laughs> because probably could have got 50 goals yeah. uh, on the year, because, but he got suspended. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I think Coronado right in this spot is, is probably the, the, the exact range that we should expect him to go. All right. Well, I'll be picking next uh, for the uh, Ottawa, Slam, uh, Ottawa Slammers. And again, I'm going off the board for this year but not off the board for if we would have been going into this year. And I'm going with Atu Ratu uh, from Finland. Uh, had a tough, tough year. He really wasn't showing much in development. And then, man, I don't know what tournament it was this year. Um, was it the U18s? No, it was the Summer was Showcase. The, summer yeah. Showcase. Summer Showcase. And, yeah, he showed why he why he should be in the top half of this draft for sure um just very skilled player uh i i don't know what it was that was going on with all those all the other stuff but um but he he showed hey i've got this and now i'm wondering if he turns into i i think of him two ways i think of him like sam bennett uh, i'm wondering if he turns into sam bennett over the uh after after his first year in the other league for a while and and or if he turns into Sam Bennett after being traded this last year in that other league uh, that's that's who I really compare him to a lot um a lot of skill don't know if he has uh the rest of the game all the time uh but I think I I'm going complete upside with, with right here and I think Atu Ratu could be humongous um and uh, looking back on the the draft history of Ottawa, and they they haven't had a pick in the Forever. in the first round for a while, but they took Denisenko, and here was another guy that, um, well, Denisenko, a ton of talent, uh, and there was a couple people. Uh, is he gonna? Is he gonna? And uh, and yeah, he's he's been showing it that yeah, that was a good pick there too. So so thoughts? I guess we'll go to Guy first on this one. What do you think, uh, Atu Ratu? to the Ottawa Slammers and Pat. You know what? It, it's swinging for the fences. It's it's a guy who was highly touted a year ago and just didn't have the season that he wanted to. And you, you look at it and you say, all right, is that the, the real player? Or it was a COVID year and all the circumstances around that. And how much did that affect him? And then when things kind of get back to normal a little bit, he goes to, to Michigan <laughs> at the summer showcase and he lights the place up. So, Who's the, what's the real player? Who's the, yeah. you know, will the real Aturatu stand up please? Uh, and I, I, this is a ballsy pick, but I like it. I think it's, it's a nice selection. 
Sylvain? Well, I agree. I think that he may have been the victim of being over-scouted because I, yeah. I think that for the past two years he was um, he was projected to go top five, so he had a lot of uh, attention of the scouting community. And then when he, he didn't produce as much as expected this year, um, he was uh, sent down the list a bit. Um, mm -hmm. But I think that uh, he's a, a great player. He's got a lot going for him. Um, he was playing on the bigger ice in the in Europe, but I think that his game may be better suited for a shorter ice because mm -hmm. he's not the the fat. Well, he's got a good top speed, but um, he's not the most mobile player. Um, so if you look at short distances, he often gets beat, uh, but on the shorter ice, it doesn't uh, play as much as in Europe. So that might be the reason why he didn't have such a good season in Europe. But I think that uh, he, he's very skilled and with proper development, he, he could become one of the top forwards of this draft. Right. Yeah, and, and I love what uh, what you guys said about um, about being that over-scouting. And we've seen it like so many times. I thought, it, uh, thought personally, I thought it was last year with Lundell. Uh, there was overscouting. He was looked at it as a top uh, five pick for a couple of years before that, going into that. Um, uh, Couturier, Sean Couturier as well, a couple of years before. And, uh, and, and Sean Couturier, look at look what he's done, right? Um, I thought, again, overscouted. Um, and yeah, so I, I, think, uh, I think that has a lot to do with it. And I also love your point, Guy, about but that it was a, like the COVID year. And that's why I think this draft, there can be, some some gems from the back like back end of the first round mm -hmm. that are that that are going to come out and say we're going to look at and say why did these guys go so late well we know why we do we didn't get the the size of a viewing that we normally do and not just that but it affects the players too right so um they're human and and they're going through all this as well it's not like um yeah so uh we'll move on now and next we have funny enough we have the Acadia Golden Bears and Guy. Now, Guy, do you want to make this pick right now, or do you, or would you rather have Sylvain make this one than switch? I'm taking Logan Mayu. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for this one, let, we'll leave you. Uh, we'll let you abstain from making right. a choice or making a comment. Sure. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. You guys go ahead. So, so for for the Bears, I yeah. have uh, Guy's favorite. From the WHL, uh, Sebastian Cassa. Uh, I know that he raved a lot about him on his uh, podcast. So never, <laughs> never heard of him. Sorry, I've never. Heard of him. <laughs> and he, well, like I said before, I'm not a specialist concerning goaltenders, and uh, I haven't scouted Cassa personally. But from the description that I heard uh, on his podcast, he looks. He sounds incredible, <laughs> and um, the feedback I got as well from uh, other people who watched the WHL is that he's a huge goalie with impeccable technique. Uh, he covers a lot of the net. He's got a great rebound control, and he's projected as a future number one. So uh, I think that uh, there's a chance that uh, he picks him at sixteen. <laughs> Uh, Guy? 
you don't have to comment if you don't want. But uh, I'll, I'll be honest, he's a guy that would be in that range probably for me if he, if he's uh, available. It, it's been a while since I've taken a defenseman in the first round though, and and uh, I have a lot of them who are rated now, but mm-hmm. the prospect side of it is fairly empty on the blue line, so. Uh, there are two or three blue liners who I, I would be considering right now too. But uh, yes, I like Sebastian Costa as well. Okay. okay. And, and you know what? Uh, well, for me, it was him and Dylan Gunther that I've saw that I saw the most this past year um, living in Edmonton as well. Uh, not being able to go to the games, but I saw a lot of, a lot of highlights. That's for sure. Um, and heard a lot of things. And, um, and just from what I saw from him, he's uh, he was, incredible goalie this year um and 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 going into this year i mean it wasn't just this year that he he was showing his stuff uh before that uh we knew like that he was really really good but i think he took it to another level uh he's got that size for sure uh that you want in a goalie as well and uh and he can move he can move around that net even like with that size so um yeah sebastian cosa great pick there for gee all right let's move on so as uh, Sylvain just made that pick for the Grizzly Bears, um, how about Guy? Would you mind picking for the Philadelphia Fire Ants for North? Okay, sure, I can do that. Let me uh, pull up, uh, see what the, the history of those Fire Ants is. Uh, as I know, uh, he studies the draft and the prospects so intently, so I don't want to make any mistakes <laughs> because uh, Norm will be furious, and then he'll make a YouTube video all about it. So I don't want to do that. Um, well. Dylan Cousins last year was his uh, pick in the top 10. The year before that, he took a defenseman. The year before that, took a defenseman. Um, so it, it not, I'm not seeing super patterns or anything like that. I think it, it might actually be. He, he jokes about it, but he might be throwing darts at a board. I'm not sure. Um, I, I'm going to go with uh, Isak Rossian, uh, the uh, Swedish forward. I'll give him to the Philadelphia Fire Ants. I think uh, he's a player that is expected to be a little bit further along than uh, some of his counterparts from Sweden uh, and should be an impact player for them at the World Junior Championship this year here in Edmonton. So uh, Isak Rosian is my pick for the Fire Ants. All right. Um, Sylvain, any thoughts on Rosian? Yeah, I think uh, at this point it would be a really good pick for the Fire Ants. I had him Mm -hmm. going uh, top 12. Um, okay. he's a, one of the top offensive players. Uh, he's got elite puck skills, great shot. He's fun to watch, makes highlight real plays. Um, I just think that he has to, uh, increase his work rate because sometimes he, he goes a little bit into invisible mode, but <laughs> when, when you see him and he makes those plays and he did, uh, he did show up at the last UAT, so uh, w- w- when he shows up and he, he can showcase his skills, he's one of the most skilled player in this, players in this draft. Okay, Isak Rosin, and yeah, I will, I will go with uh, exactly what both of you are saying on that. He, um, yeah, I'll just, I'll just say ditto, <laughs> <laughs> and and I'll move on now to the Calgary Mustangs and I will be picking for Matt and the Calgary Mustangs. And I've noticed that uh, Matt tends to pick a lot of forwards in the first round. We have Robert Thomas in 2017, John Beecher in 2019. Also, he also took Vinny Heinola uh, as well in the first round that year. And in 2020, uh, Jacob Perot 
and uh, Merit Husnudinov, who's really like really showing off uh, in in the uh, KHL this year, actually. Um, so we're going forward again, and uh, we're going to go with the most well-rounded player that uh, I see in the in the middle of this draft, the uh, middle of the first round, anyways, for myself, and that's Zach Dean. Um, and I know there's another right now. There's another GM going. No, no, no! Don't don't be talking about him. So uh, <laughs> Zach Dean, I, I really like Zach Dean a lot. I had him. I had him 14th overall myself, and uh, and yeah, just does every single thing well. And it seems like those guys that do every that do everything well, uh, they tend to they tend to turn into pretty good hockey players. Uh, so I'm going with Zach Dean. Um, well, Guy, what do you think? What are you thinking on Zach Dean? I think he's poised for a pretty big year this season uh, coming up in Gatineau. I think the Olympique will be one of the better teams, maybe a contending team in mm-hmm. the in the queue. Although they won't be one of the host teams, I think St. John and, and Quebec will both load up uh, at least early on this year. We're already starting to see them do that. But Gatineau is going to be right there, and uh, and and Dean is he's probably their their number one center. I think at this mm-hmm. point, um, so I think he's going to be collecting a lot of points this year. It, it might be it might look like a reach at this point but mm-hmm. eight months from now we might be thinking if he goes later than this we might be thinking wow there's a good pick okay and so then well I think you're gonna be in trouble with some of the gyms that thought uh, <laughs> they were going to be able to get those guys <laughs> later and now you're revealing uh, <laughs> you're revealing uh, these guys much higher. Uh, I think that Zach Dean is an interesting player. Um, I like how he plays, but um, the only thing, and the reason that I think that he slipped uh, in another draft is because when you look at him and you look at at his skills, you think that he should produce more than he did last year. So the production doesn't seem to match what you see with your... um, from his game, and uh, I think that's the reason why he dropped, because on skills and on hockey sense alone, uh, he, he should go in this range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, that's the thing, he doesn't wow you with any one thing, right? He, he but uh, yeah, okay, so let's move on. Um, this next pick was originally uh, Reykjavik's, uh, yours, Sylvain, but uh, it has been moved to Hamilton. To Chris, so uh, Guy, uh, we're back to Hamilton again. Who do you think uh, Hamilton will take, or Chris will take with this pick? Is it my turn or is it your turn? I can go Look, if you want me to. I ju- I just went with Zach Dean. Oh, um, I went with the fire ants, so it must be Sylvan's turn. To, unless no, it's because oh, we swapped because we swapped pick, uh, so. we swapped when okay. you had a pick at sixteen, <laughs> and yeah. All right, fair enough. Uh, okay, for the. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Who is it again? Now yeah, it's Hamilton so it's again. Chris Hamilton. It, it was originally Reykjavik's pick, but now right. it's Hamilton's pick. Yeah, uh, I, was, Chris. I was preparing already for the uh, for the next oh, team. All right. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, okay. Again, so we talked about Hamilton before. Lots of defense, uh, and I expect uh, probably a forward at this spot. Um, so I'm going to go. Boy, is this where we, we take somebody who maybe had gone a lot higher in a in an alternate universe? Uh, that's that's interesting to think because there's somebody that's still there, but yeah. uh, maybe I'm going to go with Chaz Lucius, who uh, Sylvain alluded to. Didn't we didn't get to see a ton of in the USHL with the National Development Program uh, last year because uh, a pretty serious knee injury at the start of the season. 
but head to the University of Minnesota. Chaz Lucius uh, is my pick for Hamilton in, in this spot, which is uh, the number 19 overall pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, uh, Chaz Lucius. Yes. Well, and, and he also missed uh, games at the end of the year as well. So yeah. he didn't play much. Um, Chaz Lucius, I, I think that uh, he's a highly skilled player. But due to uh, due to missing a lot of time, it was hard to evaluate compared to the other players. Um, I, I like how he plays. Um, my only caveat about uh, Lucius is that he, he doesn't look uh, like a dynamic player on the ice. But if you look at his skills, he can stick and um, He can make good passes. He knows where to go on the ice able to uh, get his shot off so and that explains why he had uh, like a goal a game uh, in the ushl last year um so he's, he's a dangerous player around the net i think at this point he's the kind of guy that you uh you draft and you hope for the best yeah tons of skill with this guy uh he has a he has a good one his skating's a definite question mark right now um but I mean, and uh, Chris is not uh, afraid to take those guys. And I'll, I'll think of a, of a guy last year that he took um, in the twenties. What was his name again? I, I don't have it off off the top of my head here. But another guy, his skating it wasn't great, but just an incredibly skilled player as well. Uh, if I if Ty Forster, Tyson Forster, absolutely. Yeah. So so yeah, kind of a like not 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 the size of a Forster or anything. Uh, still six foot one, really, and, and 185. But, but, um, but I don't think he plays the same game as Forrester, but, but really skilled. Uh, so I think that's a great pick there. We might actually see that pick go there, actually. That, that's one where that, that I, I, yeah, I think there's good odds on, good odds on that one. The bigger right. question mark might be if Hamilton still has that pick, you know, still has he likes to move pick. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, it could go to somebody else and come back to him before the draft, too. So, yeah, um, yeah. let's go to pick number 20, originally Montreal Millionaires. This one is owned by Sean of the St. Louis Spartans. So, St. Louis with their second pick in the first round here at number 20, uh, Sylvain. Who are you thinking for, uh, Sean? Well, I think that's uh, it's the start of the of the of where it will get a bit wild because yeah. at this point um, I think that most of the better players that are uh, surer things are gone and now you're taking swings or you're going for uh, players with maybe a little bit less upside but uh, a, higher, a higher floor. Um, so at this point uh, I would go with uh, I would go, well, I think that there's a chance that uh, the Spartans take the, the falling player so far would be uh, Tyler Boucher. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a good chance that uh, he might go there. Um, Boucher, just like Jazz Lucius, missed uh, a lot of time, so he didn't get to play that much uh, last year. Um, like McTavish, he, he's one of the top power forwards available. He likes to play a physical game. 
um, likes to uh, to hit other players. Um, he also has a strong and accurate shot. He he's an intelligent player on the ice. Um, the only thing is that uh, he may have to uh, to improve his playing his playmaking skills. But okay. other than that, I think that uh, he's a solid player that uh, could be useful in the SICHL. Right. Uh, Guy, thoughts on son, Tyler Boucher? Son of a former NHLer, so you know right. he grew up around it, knows what it takes, and he's going to have that work ethic and dedication. Um, I don't know him that much as a, as a player, personally, because I didn't get to see him. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, based on the people I talked to, they seem to like that his his effort is always there on the ice. Uh, might be, might be more of a, a middle uh, player in your you know in your middle six instead of your top six. Um, but uh, that doesn't mean he's not worth uh, a first round pick. So sure, let's go with him. Yeah, and those players are important for sure. And um, I really hope that uh, that because he was picked so high in that other in that other dimension, as you put it, uh, that that. Um, unreal expectations aren't put on him um over there and uh and and that he's not going to get punished for for a, the team a team picking him at that point and i mean right. he may even live up to that right and or even exceed it we don't know but uh yeah I'll, uh, that's a that's a good pick there um i will be picking next for the portland buckaroos and this is jd uh, jd actually has now had he had a uh, Two picks going into today. Now he has three picks in the first round. Uh, so, so I'll pick for JD. And the next one, I, and who I have for him here, is a defenseman in Carson Lambos. And Carson Lambos uh, seems to have a, a bit of a tough year. Um, I don't know actually how much he played this year. Actually, when I uh, looking back nice. on it, but but banged up. Yeah. Absolutely. He, so he had a he had a tough year injury wise. Really had a really great D minus one year, um, and I really like uh, I really liked what I saw out of Carson Lambos two years ago. So I'm going off off that. I'm gonna give him that uh, you know that year of that year that COVID and also uh, injury year. So I'm going with Carson Lambos for JD here, and JD would have seen him as well. Uh, going to Buckaroos game or going to Portland uh, uh, games in the WHL. All right. I'll say this about Lambos uh, having when the, the Winnipeg ice would come through Edmonton, the ice would get crushed by the oil Kings. So it was really tough to get a read on some of their players, um, whether it was guys like Connor McLennan or, or Matthew Savoy or Carson Lambos. So I've never really seen him play a good game with my own eyes, but I don't think it's because He's not a good player, or I think he just wasn't on a on a team that was having much luck uh, when I would see them firsthand. That said, I think there's I, when I heard him on the pipeline show, I, I thought again this seemed like a, a kid who's uh, got a lot going on upstairs, uh, and I think he's. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how he does here this coming season. I think it's an important one for him to bounce back after some uh, some difficulties off the ice, uh, needing surgery and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, and he, I mean he can think the game. He uh, he has a lot of compete. Um, he's a good skater. Um, yeah. So and and he has, you know, decent size. He's already six feet, two hundred pounds. Um, 
Yeah, we'll see. How about you, Sylvain? Any, uh, any thoughts on Carson Lembos? Uh, well, I, I saw him play last year with uh, the Winnipeg Eyes, mm-hmm. and uh, I think uh, I saw clips from uh, two or three of his games uh, in Finland this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, he may be a bit underrated because he's a... Uh, well, I think that he may not have the offensive upside of the top defenseman in this draft. But defensively, I think he has what it takes to be very good. So he could be a good puck-moving forward, uh, sorry, puck-moving defenseman uh, for in the SIHL eventually. Um, what I noticed is that he, he seemed to count uh, the puck under pressure, um, and that might be the one thing that you really need to improve. But other than that, I liked his gap control. I, I liked how he was engaged physically. Um, he was, even last year, was winning most board battles. Um, he's good at uh, cutting lanes uh, with his stick. So so that's something that for defensemen want to have. Um, so I think uh, he might be a bit underrated, and I, I think he be a, a good choice here at uh, 21. Excellent. Okay. Uh, so that was Portland at 21. We're now going to the London Monarchs and Michael. So, Guy, uh, who do you think London, who do you think Michael will take here? Brennan Othman uh, of the, uh, the the Flint Firebirds. And uh, the reason I say that, three defensemen, his first picks last year. So I don't think he's looking at the blue line. Uh, but here's a, vel- a very versatile player that can play anywhere really in your lineup up down the depth chart and uh i mean that's what he did for canada he makes that team he's kind of a depth guy i believe he played on the pk uh for canada but still had six points in seven games at the world u18 so um and you look he's one of those ohl guys who went overseas to play and had 16 points in 34 games playing in uh, switzerland against men so yeah. uh, i'm i'm going with brennan Othman. okay so then well, I think that's a, a great pick. Um, Brendan Oathman is someone that uh, I hadn't really seen play uh, before. Well, or I had never noticed uh, before the last uh, under-18 championships. But I think that uh, he was playing with Gwenter uh, and uh, Wright. And he was really good on that line. Um, I like the Negris forward, despite not being that big. He plays yeah. uh, every game. Um, it's very competitive. Mm-hmm. I-, I liked his hands, uh, his playmaking. Um, what I heard is that uh, sometimes in the, he-, he will cross the line, so that's something that he might have to temper a bit. But uh, I really like the pick uh, at uh, 22. I think that's... Uh, He's got a good upside. Yeah, and I, I think that crossing line, it just goes, like, he has a motor, like, I think he probably has the best motor in it, this entire in, entire draft from, from what I saw. Um, he just goes, 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 and there is no, there is no slowing down for this guy from what I saw. And uh, and also what, what I heard as well, I remember on the pipeline this uh, this year, uh, when the when you had the scouts on doing their 5U, Five, you really like a gee that was mentioned 
by them too that that he has somebody there was he was one of those five because um he has that that mentality where nothing's going to stop him and he's going all the time so uh great pick there for uh the london monarchs and michael will go next to now this this can't be right does the brandon weekings have a pick in the first round this year <laughs> it's been since 2018 since he made a draft pick a draft pick, not just a first round pick, a draft pick. Yeah. All right. Well, Sylvain, you have the honors to pick for Doug. Um, <laughs> this is this is quite the honor, I have to say. So, uh, holy, so. this is the first first round pick since 2008. <laughs> and in wow. fact, that would have been a second round pick because there was only 30 picks. <laughs> holy cow. <laughs> so, exactly. So that's legit. First round pick was 2001. Wow. You know, we'll have to say this, that uh, this is, this is we're recording on Monday the 13th, and the draft is not till the 26th, so we don't <laughs> know that this will still be there in, in uh, just under two weeks, but uh, we will pick this for, for Doug. We'll have Sylvain make, a, make the first first-round selection since 2008 for the Brandon Wheat Kings. Uh, all right, Sylvain, who are you taking? I, this is going to be good, I'm sure. Yeah, so that's a tall order. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no pressure. Well, I'll go with a highly skilled guy as well. I'll go with Oscar Olausen. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're we're swinging for the fences right now. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that uh, well, from what I've seen, Olausen is one of the most technically gifted players available in the draft. He's got pretty much everything. He has size. Uh, he's an excellent skater. Um, he has great mobility, uh, above average hands. He can do out of problems. Uh, he wins board battles. And, and then I say all that, thinking why he's begun by num- pick number 10. Um, but somehow, even though he's got all those things, he doesn't seem to be able to, uh, to dominate games uh, when he should. So there might be uh, there there might be questions about um, his decision making. Um, and so so he has a great he has great tools, but uh, he he might or might not because at this age sometimes. It, develops after that uh, but he, he might miss a toolkit so uh, we'll see but uh, if you pick this guy and he develops then you may end up with one of the best forwards in draft yeah yeah he's he is yeah a very good player um uh, Olison, like like fabian lasalle he's also going to be uh, playing in the chl this year okay. the, uh, Olison playing for the barry colts uh, this season in the OHL. So again, as Sylvain mentioned, not a big productive season in the SHL last year. I think personally, you have to take that with a bit of a grain of salt because yeah. he's a rookie and those rookies, 17, 18, 18 year old rookies in the Swedish uh, hockey league don't get a lot of ice time. It's uh, mm-hmm. usually a year or two when they start putting up the points like William Eklund did uh, this year. Uh, so I, I think this is a good pick. I think it's also going to be a big season for him in, in the OHL. Great. Okay. 
Uh, all right, next we have, well, it was originally the Dublin Shamrocks uh, pick and surprise, surprise, Dublin does not have this pick right now. It is the Kansas City Crunch. Uh, Kirk will be making this selection. Uh, Kirk tends to pick, and I love the way he picks, uh, tends to pick guys who can think the game extremely well. Um, looking at guys like Trevor Zegras, wow, and, and, and the skill there, Matthew Boldy, uh, before that, uh, Rasmus Sandin. So uh, going with a, a guy who can think the game really well, uh, out of Kitchener in Francesco Pinelli. Um, and that is a guy, again, uh, he can he can think the, think the game. He has good, like, good size right now, good frame to build on at six feet, 185 pounds. Um, and he had, and I, if I remember correctly, he had a pretty good U18 as well, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Guy, uh, thoughts on Pinel? Oh, sorry, Pinelli? Yeah, and I'm going to go back to something you said about uh, Kirk and the way he drafts. And uh, I don't like the way he drafts because it looks like he's always <laughs> looking over my shoulder at my cheat sheet because <laughs> he's always picking guys that I like. And so when you take Pinelli, that fits the bill because I like uh, Francesco Pinelli, partly because I like to say Francesco Pinelli. It's just a fun <laughs> name to say, but 11 points in seven games for Canada yeah. down in Texas yeah. at the World U18. Um, and this is, again, this is a guy who barely played because he did go over to Europe, but he played 11 games in something called the ALPSHL, which I believe is in Slovakia, but or Slovenia, rather. Not exactly regarded as, you know, a, a top circuit over there. So uh, he comes back and steps into the World U18 and gets 11 points in seven games. That's impressive. Absolutely. Uh, Sylvain. Yeah, I believe the Alps League is in Austria. Okay. Could, um, it could be. Yeah. <laughs> Um, actually, I saw some footage of him playing there, um, but he was much better at the U18. Um, I like his play, but I think he, his, uh, his upside is much higher than, than what he's shown so far, mm-hmm. even though he scored at the U18. Um, I think that his ceiling is even higher than that, so uh, I think that that spot is a good pick okay okay so francesco francesco Pinelli uh, <laughs> to <laughs> the kansas city crunch and kirk and once again kirk getting a beautiful player there we are going back surprise surprise we're going back to hamilton it should have been uh, the freddie express picking right now but it is now hamilton and chris is picking again so gee for chris i think that'll be all three of us now i think i've picked once already for Chris, I think um, Sylvan is picked for Chris. So, Guy, why don't uh, why don't you pick for Chris? All right, sounds good. And uh, like he did with Ty Forrester last year, uh, going to the Ontario Hockey League and uh, selecting Wyatt Johnston, who also played for Canada at the World mm-hmm. U18. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that he played a, a high-profile role there, but he played the role. And, uh, you know, if he was asked to be a, a checking guy, he did that. He still collected four points. Um and what's notable about that for me is that he didn't go to Europe. He didn't play anywhere at all, uh, as the OHL didn't play. Uh, so he had basically a, a lost season and still went down and played, you know, a 10-day 10 10 day tournament and came away with four points and a gold medal. So uh, he plays for the Windsor Spitfires in the OHL. Uh, and so I'm giving Hamilton Wyatt Johnston. Excellent. Uh, Sylvain. 
Yeah, well, I think that uh, Johnston is one of the tougher players to assess due to his lack of playing last year. Um, he only played in the U18, and he played a depth role. Um, and before that, the, the, the prior year, was playing like third or fourth line minutes on a strong Spitfire team. Um, I, I like what he's shown because he's shown a lot of flashes of higher and skills. Um, but due to his lack of playing time, I think that he, he may not, he may be, um, we may not have seen the best of him yet. So I think at this spot, it, it's a real good pick. Um, what he's shown is that he, he's a, a good two-way player. Uh, he was very responsible at the U18 for Team Canada uh, on the ice. So I, he's one of the harder players to, to project in the future. But if he pans out, then uh, he could be a steal at uh, 25. Yeah, uh, another great skater uh, and excellent compete level on him. Uh, good size with him, and uh, yeah, a, a good pick there for the Hamilton Steelhawks. Co- uh, Steel and we're moving on to what should have been the Banff Rockies. And if you're looking today, uh, like I said, Monday the 13th, you'll still see that pick with Banff, but it is no longer there. Uh, it will be Portland picking for the second time in the last couple of picks here. So Portland uh, is up, and uh, JD, so Sylvain, take us away for Portland. Yeah. Well, that's a, a tough one because for Portland, I would tend to go in the WHL. Um, so let me check who's still available there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that might be a good pick for, uh, for the Buckaroos. Um, I'm going to... Well, now. All right, so I'm going to go somewhere else than the WHL. <laughs> Um, unless I go with this. That makes me happy because I was going WHL for the next guy. (laughs) Yeah, well, I I may still... Oh, yeah, I'm going to go with this guy. Okay. So, because because the Buckaroos like uh, WHL player, I'm going to go with a defenseman, Olin Selweger. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's got a lot of upside. He was very good at the UAT. Uh, he was good as well in the WHL. He's uh, one of the youngest players available in the draft, so there might be extra development uh, time for him um, due to that. Um, I like how he plays. I think he's got. Uh, he's still developing his offensive game, uh, even though he's on the smaller side. He was playing a feisty game. Uh, at the U18, uh, very strong defensively as well. So uh, I believe that uh, he, despite being a smaller defenseman, he'd be a good pick there. Yeah, I like Zellweger. I think his season was uh, remarkable. Uh, and I, I do wonder if, uh, if it's legit or not in a way, because this is a guy who had 12 points in 58 games as a rookie. And then he has 13 points in 11 games in the shortened season before he left to go play for Canada. But at, at the U18, eight points in seven games. Yeah. So, again, kind of like we were talking about before, let let the o, a real Olin Zellweger please stand up. I think 
he's taken a step, a big step forward in his development. I think part of that was opportunity opened up for him more in Everett as well. He's definitely their guy on the back end. He and Ronan Seeley uh, in Everett with the silver tips this year. Um, so I think, uh, I think that's going to be a guy who puts up numbers again this season. And it's going to look every bit worth uh, a late first round pick. Yeah, putting up uh, very good offensive numbers from the back end in Everett is quite tough to do, actually, uh, because because of like the, how defensive uh, they play there, right? Uh, and uh, so, great job for Owens. Al- o- is it Olin Zellweger or Owen? Olin? Anyway, Olin, yeah, Olin Zellweger. So, uh, yeah, he what a step he took this year. Uh, a fantastic player in it, like just incredible skater. Uh, I think uh, I think that's a great pick, and I think that Portland would be really happy, even though playing for a rival there in, in Everett. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think he'll have seen a lot of Zellweger, but he probably saw a lot of Zellweger uh, the year before when he was just that 12-point player in 58 games, right? The, yeah. Those are the, being the games he was going to. I'm sure he still caught a lot of the games anyways. Um, but he was really young. some sort of team. Yeah, right. Exactly. So he was doing that as a 16-year-old, right? So uh, the year before. Yeah. So I'm going to go next with Portland again. So Portland has, surprise, surprise, the Las Vegas Aces are not picking now. Uh, It will be Portland picking for Las Vegas. I think uh, my guess is that uh, this pick of Las Vegas has moved five years ago. Uh, But uh, Portland will pick again now. And they will stay in the WHL and pick uh, Logan Stankoven uh, from Kamloops, who is a really skilled player, kind of on the small side. And I know this, I, I remember talking about a player last year with uh, Sylvain, and Sylvain said, boy, he, this guy, when I was talking about this other guy, he's like, you know, he's got two hits against him out of three with uh, with size and then skating. And skating's not yeah. the, the, the forefront of uh, Logan Stankoven's game. But again, like he is really skilled. Um, so Portland with three picks from, from 21 to 27 is going to shoot for the fences here with uh, Logan Stankoven and hope that uh, that skating uh, that stay, skating could take a step up. Um, I, I, I like Stankoven a lot as well. I don't know that I like him as a first-round pick uh, because mm-hmm. of that size and because he's uh, not very strong either. Um, mm-hmm. But there's no questioning his heart, and uh, he's got the offensive instincts. And yeah. at the junior level, uh, he's a he's a star. He's going to have a massive year, I think, for the Kamloops Blazers this season. And everybody around Team Canada that I spoke with said he was probably their most consistent player at the World U18, that you knew exactly what you were going to get from him every shift. And those are all things I, I've mentioned projectable a few times. Those are aspects that, I think uh, you can. A coach will, if a coach can trust the player and know exactly where you're going to get from him, that goes a long way. Uh, but there are definitely concerns for me uh, as a first rounder for with Stanko. Right, and I don't know if I'm making that pick if uh, for him there if he doesn't have three within this time, right? Like if if that's not his third uh, there, but sure. I think that's a that's a shoot for the fences there for him, uh, Sylvain. Well. Uh... The first thing I'll say is uh, I know that we've touched on this a bit uh, previously, but it was such a tough year uh, for the draft uh, due to the, the, the limited number of games that everyone played. 
uh, Stenkov, and yes, he played at the World Junior Championship, um, U18, but in the WHL, he only played six games. So if he had played like 50 games and had, I don't know, 90 points or something like that, uh, it might be easier to draft him at this at this spot right now. Uh, but we're running on uh, on small samples for this year, uh, and it makes it harder. Um, even though Stankoven has the strikes against them, like like I said last year, mm-hmm. I think that they're the kind of guys that you want to take a chance on at this point of the draft, because you never know. You, you might end up with a gem. Um, right. In the past, I've drafted uh, a Britain Point who had who was on the smaller side in who who didn't he wasn't the, the, the best skater either at the time mm-hmm. and he turned out great for, for my team and Not uh, bad. More, yeah <laughs> and more recently I drafted Nick Robertson yeah who was also on the smaller side in um well he wasn't knocked as much for his skating but he wasn't a great skater either and uh well We'll see how he does this year, but his progress has been great as well since I've drafted him. So, uh, if you want to take a chance, uh, like I said before, at this point, we're swinging for the fences, and that's a strategy. You can go with with players that are like, well, I'll use Wyatt Johnston as an example. Even the Wyatt Johnston does have um, upside, and um, he might turn out great, but his floor is probably higher than someone like Logan Stankoven. So if you go with a wide chance, you have a better chance of having a player in the future. Mm-hmm. But when you go with players like Stankoven, you get a chance to have a potentially great player, and if you have the number of picks like uh, like the Buckaroos, like three picks in the first round, then that's something you may want to try. Or if you have a team that's, in my case, uh, I had a team with uh, a lot of talent. So why not uh, take a chance on someone like Stankoven or in the past Robertson or uh, or Point? So I believe that it's a great choice there because he's one of the top skilled players. Um, he has size and skating to overcome um, and well yeah he's pretty weak but many many players uh, in juniors are weak and can still dominate uh, despite that but they, they can develop that aspect of the of, of their personality it's something that's uh, easier to work on than hockey sense or something like oh, that yeah right okay Let's move now to Havana. The Havana Revolution, of course. And Jeff, uh, Jeff uh, will be picking here. So, Guy, will you uh, make that selection for Jeff? Yeah, if there's one thing I can pick from his draft history, when it comes to defensemen, it, he, it looks to me like he's looking for an offensive-minded defenseman uh, right. to add to the organization. So I'm going to go with uh, Corson Kuhlman's for him. Who is a standout with the Brooks Bandits? He's he's uh, off to to college this year. I, if memory serves, he's going to Wisconsin, which is a uh, defenseman factory. Uh, so I think it's a good landing spot for Kuhlman's, and he's got the offensive side that I think Jeff is looking for uh, for the Havana Revolution. So 
Corson Kuhlemans is the pick. All right, excellent. So then, Corson Kuhlemans? Well, Corson Kuhlemans, uh, he did play at uh, U18, and he, he was good there. Uh, but I thought that uh, despite having a, a high upside, I think that he's still raw. So uh, if the revolution has time for him, because he's probably going to take a bit longer than some of the other prospects that we've talked about today, but if he has time for a Kuhlmans, uh, he could be a great uh, offensive defenseman down the road. Um, like like uh, like other players, he, he didn't get to play that much this year, and the AGHL is very tough league to scout because the quality of the average player is uh, not that good, so it's hard to judge whether a player does great due to physical skills or, or due to being better than the competition. But uh, with his uh, performance at the U18, I think that uh, he has okay. a lot of upside. Yeah, yeah and Carson Coolens, I mean, he has he has a ton of compete to his game. He he it's something he doesn't take nights off. Good frame as well, 6'2", 198. Uh, right shooting defenseman that often helps uh, bringing a player along uh, in their like in a in a um, on a team in the depth charts as well. They might get a chance uh, before a, a left shot defenseman as well. Uh, but yeah, Carson uh, Corson Kuhlman's uh, a good shot, I think. I I think to play. Uh, let's move on now to the Nova Scotia Schooners and Eric. Um, and Sylvain, you you will make the final pick of the first round here with uh, with the Nova Scotia Schooners. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that I can pick for Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll, he'll let me pick uh, at the draft for him. No, I don't think so. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sure he'd want Guy picking for him. <laughs> I'd give him Logan Mayu. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, we shouldn't even mention his name. And I was, well, being from Montreal, I was really disappointed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for the Schooners, uh, let's see. Doesn't seem to have really, really have a pattern. Um, but because uh, does he have to restock or still swinging for the fences? That's a question. Um, he definitely doesn't mind going to Europe. Yeah, well, I don't think he'll go to Europe. This okay. one. Uh, let me check who's the left on the board. Yeah. Um, well, I'll go with a personal favorite of mine. So, uh, either way, I'm just picking at, I think my first pick is like at 50. So, there's no way he would make it <laughs> all the way there. And I'll go with... Uh, Mackie Samoskevich mm. uh, from from the Chicago Steel uh, as well. He was one of the favorite players that I, I've seen play. I think that his hockey IQ is amongst the best of this year's class. Uh, oh. I like that he's always involved in plays. Uh, he can make uh, quick moves to, to get uh, passing lanes open or to generate scoring opportunities. He was on the, on the top line of one of the USA teams, um, of the two USA teams at the summer showcase, and he didn't look out of 
pace. Um, he plays with pace and poise, which I like. Uh, he's got a high uh, IQ, like I said. Um, however, the knocks on him would be that uh, sometimes I, I find that he's a bit careless with the puck because he's thinking too much offense. So <laughs> um, I've seen him like uh, at the summer showcase, he made a bad turnover at his own blue line because of that. Um, other than that, he, he needs to uh, to get stronger because he doesn't win many board battles right now. So, but he's going to uh, to in the to play in the NCAA, so he has time to uh, to buff up uh, <laughs> before yep. he gets to play in the SIHL. Yeah, and I think he's a guy. He's going to Michigan, so he's another one of those players. The the Wolverines this year and last year, just uh, so many incoming freshmen those two classes uh, he might get lost in the depth chart there for a year uh, but eventually that's going to be good for him to be there because there's lots of talent around him and as you mentioned Sylvain a little time in the gym is going to be a good thing for him as he's not the biggest guy in the world at 5'11 although he is closing in I think he's around 190 ish pounds mm-hmm. so you don't want to get too heavy but at the same time you put on that man strength and, and get some conditioning in uh, to get bigger and stronger and faster It'd be a good thing for him to do over the next few years. Yeah, really sk- skilled and uh, really smart player, extremely smart player. So um, if he can uh, build some compete in there with uh, with Michigan, and I'm sure I'm sure those guys will get him going with that as well. Uh, that could be a, an amazing pick as well um, if he if he can get that get that motor going. Um, just a really skilled player. So. Yeah, and talking about uh, the University of uh, Michigan, he, at the summer showcase, he was playing with uh, Thomas Bordelou. Right. Uh, so he might play with him as well uh, for uh, Michigan. He was okay. great on his wing, and they had uh, a lot of chemistry at the summer showcase, and they might play together at the next uh, U20. Um, so I think that uh, he, he may get a good chance even though he's a freshman and there's a lot of talent on this team. Yeah, well, I mean, he came from a team with a ton of talent too, with Chicago, right? Like they, so it, that's not yeah. a that's not a bad fit going for for him going from Chicago to Michigan either, because he has that uh, he has that experience of of great players being around. It's just making it up the uh, up the depth chart there, right? So, uh, yeah. yeah, fantastic. Guy and Sylvain, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate this. I know that uh, people will be uh, will be listening to this one um, uh, with uh, just uh, excitement and and uh, and looking for tips. And uh, I think you guys did an amazing job. So thank you so much. Thanks for coming on. Pleasure. Yeah, well, before we uh, before we cut the podcast, um, if you want, um, I had made the top. 29 and i can just like mention the guys that uh, i had for that weren't selected by uh, either Ooh, one sure. of you yeah please so the guys that i had that i think might go in the first round in the SIHL are the other guys that i had are uh zachary bolduc went much earlier um zachary Lerou, that's from and Xavier Bourgo, all from the QMGHL. Uh, I think that they might find a spot uh, 
between 20 and 29. Mm-hmm. And I also have a potentially surprising uh, guy who might make it in uh, Scott Morrow, um, who, who's got uh, either people that love him or people that really <laughs> dislike him. But yep. if a GM likes him, he might go as well in the first round in the SIHL. Yeah, I think Gia, um, if I'm not mistaken, on those uh, love him or I'll let yep. somebody else take him. He was up there three times on that, wasn't he, uh, Scott yeah. Morrow? Yeah. So. And it's funny because there are guys who, what Sylvan just said, there are guys who really like him and there are guys yep. who don't want anything. They didn't want to draft him at all. So right. uh, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, for us on draft day. Yeah. Any other guys for you, Guy, or, or you'll keep, uh, keep, those, keep those close to the chest? You know what? I was going to mention uh, those three fr- the guys from uh, the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League as well. And I'm just wondering, maybe it's a, a, a bias against French people in, in this league. And Sylvain <laughs> not having a first-round pick. Jeez, they might still be there for you in the second round. Late late second round. Well, maybe I'll try to trade up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, that's amazing because I, I, I myself had uh, LaRue at 25 and uh, Bolduch at 26. I also had, uh, had Chibrikov. Uh, Nikita Chibrikov um, at 27 myself. So, yeah, so, Chibrikov, I hesitated. I almost had him at uh, like 29. I wasn't sure, but I decided to go with Morrow because uh, he was a more polarizing prospect than uh, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm really interested to see where he goes in ours because you're right. You're, yeah. You're both right. He absolutely. Uh, there are love and there are hate, and it's the loves that get the guys picked early, right? So, so somebody might be taking taking him a, a bunch earlier than where we have him too. So, yeah. uh, re- I'm really interested to see. I, I have to say this uh, this was a, a pleasure. So thank you again, guys, um, and I'm looking forward to having you both on again sometime soon. All right, well, see you guys. Thank okay, you, thank, guy. thank you, Jan. And I'd like to say hello to all the other GMs of uh, the SICHL who will listen to this podcast. I must say that uh, they might be happy that it runs a little bit shorter this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, shorter at a minute 45, I think we're at. So, <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> all right. See you, guys. All right. All right, thank you. you guys. Bye. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, thanks again, Guy and Sylvain. Okay, if uh, you would like to be on the podcast, or if you have any ideas for the podcast, just DM me on Twitter at SICHL Rockies, and I look forward to hearing from you soon. Okay, best of luck this season to everyone. Talk to you soon.